Hi everybody, welcome along to episode 13 of the What Do We Know podcast with myself, Jay, and with me is Rob. How's it going? Yeah, the Premier League is back now after a winter break and the FA Cup games, so we have nine games this weekend, um, with Arsenal-Chelsea being the only one postponed, and not because of COVID for a change, but because Chelsea were playing in the World Club Championship, which of course they have won, so it's good to have the proper football back anyway. Absolutely, something to talk about. No more FA yeah. Cups, no job. Well, there still might be giant killers. We'll wait and see, but uh, yeah, good to get something back to talk about. Exactly, yeah. And just before we actually get into it, I just want to want to say, going forward now, I'm going to start calling myself Mystic J. Jesus. Uh, last week, <laughs> last week I called it in the, the AFCON final. I said it would go to Penos and Salah would want to take that Glory Hunter fifth penalty. But just like in the semi-final, he didn't get to do that. Uh, he didn't get to do it this time. And it was his glory hunting Liverpool teammate that beat him to it. Yeah, look, you did say it last week. Kind of seeing it going. And we, we it. had the chat Called saying it. you want your better penalty takers early on. So I don't I don't get trying to go fifth for the glory. Surely winning AFCON is more glory than scoring the fifth penalty. But didn't happen. Exactly, yeah. But that's it, and I, I, I didn't even mention Mane in fairness in the last one, but the two of them, the, the two of them would have been Same considered team. the best penalty takers for both teams, and both of them wanted that glory, which... Yeah. But yeah, so we touched on it last week, but but I will be Mystic J going forward. <laughs> i get you the business cards drawn up, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So we'll, we'll kick on. Uh, the first game we're going to look at today, it's Leicester against West Ham. Yeah, and as we said in the intro, plenty of talking points or football to talk about, really. And there was talking points in this one. Yeah, um, I say we'll just touch on um, obviously the game finishing two all. Leicester have been hit and miss all season. West Ham probably hit and miss the last last few weeks, obviously after starting off so well. But yeah, one nil. Bowen went put West Ham one nil up to continue his goal scoring form. He's on fire. Um, awful defending though it was it was very very just split the, one ball in the run just split them apart yeah well like Leicester weren't great for us half. I think it was the old uh, definition of a, it's a game of two halves because West Ham could have been out of sight in the first half but then yeah, Leicester came the back same. into it second half like. I have it here Barnes first half sorry Bowen first half Barnes second half so it was game of two halves where two players really stood out amongst the crowd yeah like they got that penalty Leicester did just before half time, so that probably really changed it. The, the, obviously the team talk was a lot different then. Yeah, at half time at one all, you know. We're going to use that as a reference point for our controversy for the for later on, but um, yeah, look, yeah, penalty was given half. for for a handball anyway, yeah. as we know, and rightfully so. It was a handball. Cresswell leans yeah. into it, so no complaints with that decision. But like Unnatural said, position, be, like we were saying last week. Yeah, that'll be our uh, our point to come back to when when we get yeah. onto it. But um, but yeah, then Leicester obviously go two one up. Pereira with a good header after Barnes, who you mentioned, Barnes, yeah. um, was a good cross. Um, and yeah, Leicester like they they would obviously a late equaliser then, um, a draw probably a fair result because like we said, West Ham were better in the first half and Leicester better in the second half, but. The way it happened is what would have obviously Leicester fuming. 
Yeah, and with Leicester, like I was shocked enough to find out Leicester were down in 11th. I thought they were better than that, yeah. to be honest. I know the results haven't really been going their way recently, but Jesus, they're they're still a team you want to watch, you know, and and there's yeah. not many mid-table teams you want to watch week in, week out. But we might might just uh, touch to the the controversy so with the equaliser by Dawson in the 90th minute. Yeah, it's, it's handball. I don't know about you, I think it's yeah. handball. Straight off his, as his, far as his I'm arm and goes in. It hit the same part of his arm as it did Cresswell. For the penalty, yeah. So, again, like we said, if this goes to VAR, who fucking knows what's going to happen? <laughs> it's crazy. I've seen the thing a few times, but it's it come up again there. They're saying the T-shirt drill. So, kind of, you know, where your short stops on your arm is considered the line of what is handball and what's not. A lot of people have different like lengths of shorts and stuff as well, and and yeah. then what happens if it hits? Oh, that's yeah, what happens if it sleeve. actually hits the line, the exact line? Uh, you know, it's oh. it's just such a grey area. Well, then they're gonna have to pull out VAR and see if the whole ball passed yeah. the whole line of your Crazy arm and that's shite so, all over again. I don't, I don't know. Like we touched on it last week, talking about the handball rule, and and we thought we had a grasp of it in the sense that if it hits your hand and you kind of pass the ball and that player scores, it's not a handball. We're like, right, we understand that. We don't agree with it, but we understand it. But if it hits your hand and goes directly in, it it should be disallowed. And to me, that was what happened there with with the equaliser. So (laughs) I just don't know anymore. Yeah, I I agree with you and I disagree with you, right? So we had an idea of what the rules should be, I think, ourselves on how best to make it work for the game. But... And even like you said last week with the Middlesbrough goal against United in the Cup, by the letter of the law, the ref did the right thing. The law is wrong, not the ref. Here, two exactly the same situations happened and two different outcomes. Yeah. Like, you it's have to have consistency. It's just nuts. Like. Yeah, it's just we're still baffled by, by it, to be honest. It's just, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be looked at for next season again. It might. It might even, if it kind of keeps going like this, it might be looked at before the end of the season and they might change something. But if not by the end of the season, it'll definitely be. There'll be another change around that rule next season. And hopefully they fix it. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the, you, can't, you can't keep the rule the way it is. It's too ambiguous. There's too much interpretation involved. And it can go for you when we go against you the next. And I say in the, in the duration of a, of a league, It'll even itself out what goes for you and what goes against you, but on a week to week basis, it's it's awful to watch. You, the refs know what they have to do and yeah. seem to know that what they're doing is probably wrong in the in the whole scheme of football. But the rule says this is the way it has to be done, and it's it's wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we'll just have to, as we keep saying, keep an eye on it. So that was pretty much it on that game. I think uh, we have, we just wanted to touch on obviously the handball, especially. But we're gonna move on then to kick straight into a sixty-second summary. Oh, it's me. Yeah, yeah we, we haven't done these in a while now. I know we've been we've been getting off lightly. We have to get back into <laughs> the normal routine now. Here we go. Um, Spurs and what I was gonna say, Spurs and Watford, Spurs and Wolves. Right, whenever you're ready. Okay, so Wolves. If you were to ask the question, are Wolves in the race for the top four, you probably would say no. But after this result, I don't think you could rule them out. Six minutes in, Jimenez puts Wolves one up after a bad mistake by Larisi decides to punch the ball instead of from a tame effort from Dendonker instead of trying to catch it. 
ball falls to Jimenez, finishes well. 10 minutes later, another mistake by Lloris, tries to play a simple pass out to Davis, puts the ball, slices it and put, leaves him in an awkward position. He then gives a bad clearance, ball comes into the box to Podence. Bit of ping pong going on in the box, but eventually falls to Den Donker, two yards out, taps it in. I'm saying that after two mistakes, Lloris then did make two good saves, keeping Spurs in it. Could have been 4-0 at half time. But going into the second half, Spurs had to do what no team could do this season, and that is score three goals against Wolves. They huffed and puffed a little, but didn't really create much. Uh, a deserved win for Wolves. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Spurs were awful in the first half, and you're right, Lloris yeah. made two horrendous mistakes to lead on to the goals by Wolves but he also kept them in it once or twice with some class saves as well yeah. so it could have been 2 all it could have been 4-2 just it could have gone anyway Spurs just weren't really at the races no they were bad I see the stat there Conte had not lost three league games in a row since November 2009 when he was at Atalanta so it's like no su- yeah no surprise that it's Spurs <laughs> where that record gets broken <laughs> yeah the only wreck is they break are the bad ones. Yeah, exactly. But they're uh, they were in a good position with games in hand. The shows what what like I've said before, points on the board are yeah. probably better off than games in hand because they've had a few and obviously they still have a, a few games in hand. But they're after losing three in a row there now. So yeah, look, not much. Like I said, not much to say about that. We'll revert aside and we move on. I suppose to to uh, a fairly. Standard result that we're getting far too used to, I think, at this time of the season. City 4, Norwich yeah. nil. Completely as expected. Um, even Pep rested Cancelo, Laporte and De Bruyne, who have all been fairly influential for City this season. Um, and they still get a comfortable win. Clean sheet again. Um, so, yeah. Just, just completely as as expected. It, they both they both started brightly and they both actually hit the post early on, but apart from that, it was another domination by City. Yeah, and in typical uh, fashion of this podcast, we give out about Sterling not being able to hit the goal from two yards out, and then he gets a hat trick. Yeah, and scored two goals from two yards out. Yeah. <laughs> so we eat our words again. Yeah, but in fairness, we did say that he gets a nosebleed when he kind of has a bit of time to think about it. Yeah. Um, both these were instinct uh, instinct the ball yeah. came across to him from a header and he, he just had to head it in and then the second one he misses a penalty and it comes straight back to him so not completely yeah, in our words but but yeah we we, we have to you weren't 100% slightly. right either. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and look with Silva hitting the post and Aki hitting the crossbar as well they could have had more I know I know Norris did hit the Woodrick as well but the I, I the the Dean Smith effect just can't have any control over what City are doing. I don't think no. anyone can. It would, they'd have been writing off that game before they played it anyway. And, yeah. and if they manage to get a, some sort of result, a draw or a win, it's a, a massive bonus. But you're, you're not looking to be taking points off them type of teams. You're, it's the no, ones you're in around you. You know, where you the want United, to get the wins. The Spurs that, to get the points off them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want me to bite there, but like I can't, <laughs> I can't even disagree. <laughs> ah, yes, we'll get to them. We'll get to them eventually. We'll get to them. But yeah, City just keep winning what they keep doing, isn't it? Um, yeah. 
can't really see them dropping much points until obviously they're playing Liverpool soon. Um, we'll get on to Liverpool as well, obviously. But if they if both teams keep winning, it'll make that game that game's massive anyway. But if they both keep winning, Liverpool are are definitely gonna have to win it to have any sort of well, chance. Look, personally, at the minute, one team is looking very impressive, and the other team is just doing enough to get, grab three points. So yeah, we'll yeah. look. To, like I said, they're playing each other soon. We'll talk about that when it comes around. But there's there's a big difference in the two teams as far even first and second. There's more of a distance than that, I think. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. They're not yeah. on the same level. But yeah, um, there actually wasn't a lot else to talk in that game, I suppose, because it was went completely as expected. So sure, we'll we'll motor yeah. on then and, and give you your your sixty second summary. Yeah, great news. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Watford and Brighton. That's grand. Yeah, so whenever you're ready, then. Watford are yet to score under Roy Hodgson. And haven't won a game since Ismail Sarr last played in November after leaving to be part of the victorious Senegal team in the African Cup of Nations. Brighton are relative high flyers being just inside the top half of the table and struggling Watford made them look every bit a top half team. While Dennis and King provided some bright sparks for Watford, Brighton looked increasingly comfortable from just before half time when Mope beat Foster with a half volley lob just before the break. After Dennis hit the bar for Watford, a poor tackle on Tariq Lamptey gave Brighton a free kick in a dangerous position, which led to utter confusion in the Watford box. Brighton players were lining up for a shot at goal, and eventually Motor blasted just wide. Some good Brighton play led tore the Watford defence apart, and a deflected Motor shot led to a corner. Once again from the set piece, Watford for undone, and a scramble in the uh, dropping ball led to Webster poking home from inside six yards. Brighton, well worth the win. Watford still very, very poor at the back and don't look to be improving. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't like yeah, that. And it's another, clearly <laughs> another Google review from you there. <laughs> My God. But, um, uh, I've said to you before, I'm just a better writer than you. Just You're just going to have to deal with it. That's how it is. <laughs> I don't know about that now. <laughs> But I could feel the nerves coming back. And I, I could hear it's it. It's been a while. I kind of forgot about it. I could hear it. And obviously, I can see you. So yeah. <laughs> everyone else will only be able to hear you, but I'm sure they could yeah. hear it too. The whole page shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Great goal by um, Mopay. Mo Mo yeah. I was unsure at the first, if he, at, at the start, if he meant it or not. He might not have meant the loft on it, but it was definitely a shot on goal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he meant it, the shot. All right. Um, Watford still in trouble. Still no win since beating United four no. one. Um, can't see them getting out of it at all. And again, another team that's kind of flying high that weren't really expected. Brighton up in ninth. Like. Yeah, now Brighton doing very well. When when like we said, when you like I said when with the likes of Leicester in eleventh and Brighton in ninth, it really shows that the league is kind of the lower teams might yeah. be catching up, whether it's tactics or whatever else, but. Yeah, I agree. So well, that was it yeah. on that one. So we shall move on then to our next game. We're going to look at it's Burnley and Liverpool. This was in the runner for a 60 second summary. There was fuck all in this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was we probably just touched on it more because it's. It, you can always talk about obviously Liverpool and City in the title race and things like that. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it could have been in a summary. It was Jota, of course, rested. Um, the two glory hunters, of course, were back in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, Salah and Mane, but um, didn't look great either. Didn't look cohesive with the team. Like they just seemed a bit. Yeah, I know they've been away for a few weeks, but just didn't look 
in touch. Yeah. And saying that it's Burnley away, like it's always tough. They they can do yeah. that to, to look, anyone and if your man Leghurst had been able to finish you two or three chances in the first half, I think there that yeah. he was unlucky enough with now one just wide and I think one one save, but he, I, we said it a bit last week when he had that sky shot that randomly came off the bar. I think wasn't it? Flew up in the air and came back and scrambled yeah. deeper. He could be one to watch for a few goals once he gets his kind of feet under him in the league. I suppose he's getting chances already. Yeah, no, he looks good. He's he's gonna be um, a handful for defenses as yeah. well with his height and he's he's a good touch. So now I think he will be um, good for them. He could be the difference if they manage to stay yeah. up. Uh, Burnley if he can get a few goals for them I could be wrong on this now but, I'm yeah. kind of half remember but I think I read a stat that he was something like the second best creative player in the league before he came to, to Burnley I, I, I don't I know yeah. was, I, Could have I been. can't remember who was behind but he was he created a stupid amount of chances and it, from reading yeah. that it just looked like Burnley got a great deal for him yeah he looks good alright um, yeah and as you said Burnley Burnley stay in the game always, so Fabinho puts Liverpool 1-0 up just before half time. Um again a good time to score, probably change things a bit for, for Burnley, but they still stayed in the game. And like any game though, it's at one nil, anyone can still nick a goal, but Liverpool managed to hang yeah. on. Um which turns out to be a massive win for them. Because obviously with City yeah. winning they they need to definitely need to win title race. Could have been over then if they dropped any points there yeah I'm not I'm not sure if, if hang on is the right term they weren't good and Burnley could have got an, an equaliser but they did have an awful lot of chances yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with Jota with Mane with a few others like the, Pope was Pope was very good with, he had a f- few cracking saves one especially kind of I think I can't remember who it was from but right down in the bottom corner just got a hand with volley shot from about 12 uh, Mane years I out, think but, it was yeah was it Mane yeah I think so but yeah, no, I could have insane that yeah, like a two or three nil win wouldn't wouldn't have flattered Liverpool, but but Burnley did just stay in neither it. Would have, yeah, neither would have won all draw. To yeah, be honest. yeah. Burnley so could it have was nicked it either. It was one of them games that could go either way. Um, well, not that it could have gone either way, but yeah, if if Burnley did nick it, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have said they didn't deserve it. But yeah, as we said, Liverpool just need to keep winning to keep in touch with Man City for when they when they play each other. Yeah, we'll um, see how that goes. But that's that's exactly what I was saying. City are destroying teams, making it look easy with half the team they played it last week and just resting players yeah. for the crack. Whereas Liverpool are bringing Mane and Salah straight back into this into the lineup and not really looking value for it. Yeah, well, so they probably scraped a few w- wins as well over the the time that Salah and Mane were away at the the Afcon. Cup, but now that they're back, like that's their for. I know Salah Salah played midweek. Um, that's Mane's first game back, but they could be. Oh, I don't know what whether you say rusty because it's not like they haven't been playing, but yeah, out of touch with the system, different maybe. type. Yeah, that that kind of way, you know. So it might still take another game or two for them to get back into the swing of it, but yeah. as long again, as Liverpool we'll, are still winning, they don't care. Exactly, but like I said, again, we'll we'll wait and see how that goes. We might move on though. We have another uh, sixty-second summary for you to uh, yeah. hammer out with your with your confidence is key mantra. Confidence is key. No Google reviews here. All straight from the heart of the <laughs> Mystic J. Straight from the J heart. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs>
Um, uh, so I've got Brentford and Palace. All right, whenever you're ready. Okay, so Brentford have lost their last six games. Palace have won two, drawn two, and lost two of their last six. So obviously Palace in slightly better form anyway. The game, of course, finished nil all. Uh, probably, no, probably no shock, really. But VAR involved again. Also no shock, really. Um, a long throw-in from Brentford goes into the box. And Gay, the Palace defender, jumps up in the air with his hands up. Hits his hand and ball, but the ref gives a free out for the slightest of pushes by Norgard. I don't think it was enough of a push to give a free out or enough of a push for Gay to put his hand in the air the way he did. But it went to VAR and no penalty given. We're getting more and more like basketball each week now. And I don't mean with all these handballs. I mean more with players just being pansies. Um, nothing like a rant in a 60 second summary to kill some time. Because honestly nothing else happened in this game. Uh, is the absolute definition of a bar draw. Yeah, that was. I wasn't expecting that little rant in the middle of a 60 second summary. Usually we're fighting for, <laughs> for feeling it, but... I wasn't expecting that. You're right, though. There was nothing in it, and that handball was ridiculous. He just like I don't know about you. When I get pushed and I'm going falling, I don't put my hand straight up in the air. I go. I put my hand yeah. out to break my fall. Like that's what I mean. It made no sense for his hand to go the way it went, and it was the slightest of touch, to, like to in his back. It was never enough to to give any sort of a free. It should have been a penalty, even after, even when it went to VAR. Yeah. I know they say there has to be enough evidence to overrule the decision. There's enough evidence there to at least have yeah. the ref go have another look at it. You know, or, and the ball hitting it yeah. is not enough evidence, apparently. Yeah, no, it was, it was another shocker by, again, not VAR, but just the rules or the, yeah. the referee's decisions yeah. around VAR. But, um, VAR and the ref probably got it right, given the rules, but... In the grand scheme of what you want to see in a game of football and fluidity and, like you said, maybe not pansies, I wouldn't probably agree with, but <laughs> the the lack of content contact you can't you can't tackle that anymore. You can't get like yeah. shoulder to shoulder. There was a, a a penalty. I think it was the the city penalty, where defender I think might have been Hanley stepped across the the player running after the ball, which I've you see week in week out. And because yeah. he ran into the back and went down, it was a penalty. Like, and the, the one of the commentaries I heard was, "Oh, if he's not playing the ball, he's playing the man." Well, no, he's not. You can play the space as well and just cut off a run. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, definitely. Yeah, there, there is. There's fine lines and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, but what can you what can you do? Um, as we keep saying when we talk about it, there's always going to be a disagreement somewhere along the way or you know whether it's just you and me or on a greater scale all the pundits and things like that you know but yeah but you can't please anybody but at the moment there's more people not agreeing with the rules than there are people agreeing with it you know so yeah it needs to benefit the game and the fluidity of the game more i think rather than making it an, an issue that has to stop yeah. every time something happens exactly but look but yeah, so enough said about that we move on then yeah and your beloved United pulling at your heart again. Breaking my heart again, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, don't know what to say. Um, won all, obviously, against Southampton, but they, again, a good first half, but just a completely opposite second half. I, I don't know. It's weird, because under Solskjaer, they actually 
would play bad in the first half and then play good in the second half. So we could maybe have Ranick for the first half and have Solskjaer for the second half. <laughs> we might so be all right. At the minute you're saying you know you can play one half of football and then just call it a day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Even you, you actually, you touched on the Gagan press last week, and I was saying there, there was no, none of it. There was actually some signs of it in the first half, um, at the weekend. Uh, small signs of it looked all right, but it's not enough to justify them completely dropping off in the second half. So it's not like they're playing this high intensity in the first half and they're getting there, but the fitness just isn't there yet. And they're, they're, they're losing it in the second half, but you know, that comes with time or whatever. They're not playing that type of high intensity football that you can justify them being so bad in the second half. So I just don't know. You said last week that, they were showing signs of improvement. You were enjoying watching them go forward and they looked a bit better. I saw that this week in, in the game. They did look, their break was with pace. Yeah. It was attacking, it was direct, it was brilliant. How bad are they at the back though? Oh, Other than the Gea. The Gea made yeah. one absolutely cracking save where he plucked the ball out of midair, headed for the top yeah. corner. But good Jesus, that Che Adams goal, he'd have been... I don't even know how to explain it. You you cannot defend like that in Sunday League, never mind in Premier League. Yeah. And there were five, six yeah, just, defenders in the box. It wasn't like he had yeah. a one-on-one opportunity. Like That's it. They were all, every single one of them were, were out of position. Dallow, Varane gets brought into no man's land. Shaw is looking across on the line and is is the player is the one that keeps Shea Adams on side then. He's out of position. Everyone just out of position. And then obviously a nice finish by... Well, Shay Adams said the guy could do nothing about yeah. it, but yeah, just basic stuff. Um, Maguire just getting turned inside out week in, week out now. How he's still starting is just the biggest impact me. I saw him having the match was when a ball I'm not even going to call it a header, he jumped and the ball hit him in the face nearly and it went on target. It's he, I don't believe yeah. he meant that because it came over. I can't remember who the defender he couldn't see was. it, he like, couldn't see it. He couldn't own. It just yeah, hit him yeah, in the he, face and went towards goal and pulled a good save. Yeah. But I, I, that was his biggest contribution. I saw in the entire game, and it's at the wrong end of the pitch. Yeah, no, as he's a defender. Yeah, he, he, no, he's all over the place. He's obviously lacking confidence as well. Um, More than confidence. Well, yeah, ability, <laughs> ability I put in I there know, as well. But, yeah, yeah, well, but it's just the the more baffling thing is with the same with Solskjaer. Like they still play him. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not having it for one second that. Our defenders are that bad that he's one of our best. Like there has he's to be not at least an underage player know. who can step in and just do a job. Yeah, well, even Lind- Lindelof has proven to yeah. be obviously have a mistake in him as well. But I'd still have more confidence in Lindelof than Maguire. And it fits better with Varane, have more I think. confidence in yeah or Bailey, Boy yeah. or, or and Varane. They, they've they've all kind of played together. They've all looked better than any partnership with Maguire. Yeah. Like Maguire to me is the Weak is link. the one common denominator there. Yeah, yeah that, I agree keeps coming up like so for now I, i'd start i know i know some managers as well want to there's it's there's a point where you don't want to completely kill the player's confidence because you know he's he's lacking confidence his performance levels aren't right sometimes you can stick with them and they they pull through it but i was he's not just, expecting you to be this diplomatic jay i was expecting <laughs> no, a rant here that. about mcguire yeah no like i've given up on doing rants about him. Like, <laughs> like he has to be 
he has to be dropped though. There's no question like, about you're it. Saying um, you don't want to, to, I'm not. I'm not trying to stick up for yeah. him or anything. But, but you're saying I'm the, just saying the manager is trying to keep his confidence, and you don't want to kill his confidence. At what point do you go fuck his confidence? He's killing our fucking opportunity of getting Champions League football. No, that, that's what I'm getting at. No, that, no, that's what I'm getting at. Like it's it's at that point now where you have to say, look, I've tried to give him his chance to pull himself out of this this rut he's in, yeah. and he's he's getting worse. So I have to get rid, like sack, well, not sack him, but well, <laughs> well, look, maybe <laughs> if, if, if the needs, yeah, was. But, but you have to, you have to drop him yeah. and, and even just say, look, I'm gonna give you a bit of time off because you know yourself. Yeah. Look, you know, <laughs> you know, United but, look like a team definitely in the midst of a a structural and schematic transition. They look to be changing all together. Like um, Ronaldo had a chances on goal where he just rolled it where he should have tr- buried it. Like fair enough, it was at an angle he yeah. was running. It, he was unlucky with it, but it just doesn't seem like they're 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 fitting the new system just yet. They need a little more time. I think it might end up working because, like you said, there's glimpses of improvement, but they need to sort out the defense first. The, the one of the problems is, and I'm not for one second sticking up for any of the players and saying this because you should be motivated playing for Man United. Should be motivated. Should be motivation enough. enough but yeah, it feels a bit like they know Ranić isn't going to be there in the summer and for next season. So they're like, well, what's the... They're testing what they get away with. Yeah, or not even... Or like, they're kind of like, not motivated to buy into his philosophy because, you know, they know he's not going to be there. There's going to be a new philosophy coming in. Again, I'm not saying that's the right attitude to have because you should still want to go out and win games and win it for the club, never mind the manager. But what you have to do anyway in the meantime is into his philosophy as best you can because for all you know he might be there next season even though the club have obviously said we know this interim thing is in place um but yeah i think there there is an element of that you know if that's the mentality of players who are on i would say a minimum of if not six figures very close to a week and regardless of the salary regardless of the club wanting to put a good performance in for themselves and feel justified and in their work like it seems like it's a toxic there's some toxicity at a club level not but not necessarily by management or player it just it just seems rotten if 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 you're right and that's the mentality going on there's something very very wrong yeah no there is there's there's a lot wrong like right to the core of the club like i said it's not just these players there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes but as a player like i said like without repeating myself you should still be motivated and gary neville touched on it, is like you should want to play the best you can for yourself for your family for your friends you know never yeah. mind anything else like if you've given a good account to yourself and you know you've done all you can then then nobody can fault you for that like but it's clear exactly, that yeah. majority the majority of them aren't doing that and that's that's a massive problem. Like, like I'm, I love playing football. Played it from, you know, ga and soccer. Anything, any sport you could try, I tried it and played for years. Ga and soccer, I played for years. I played them. Other than when work and stuff got in the way, being like growing up got in the way, I played them for free, and I absolutely loved every minute of it. These lads, they just yeah. like. And now I'm not just saying it's it's limited to United. There's multiple players, individuals, and and teams that are like this at times. But to have that ability, I 
give me right arm for it. Like, never mind the salaries they get for it. To have the ability these yeah, hands have. It was always the, the dream, wasn't it, to, you know, go and do what you love and get yeah. paid for it, like playing football every day. Who who didn't want that? Who who didn't want that? Who doesn't exactly. want that as a kid yeah. growing up? Like, so it's, and now these are all getting that, but it's it's just, the problem is now is like what they say, it's the modern day player or, or, or whatever, yeah. you know, they, they, they're in it now for different things as opposed to the love of football. Like they, they've been blessed with this talent, but now they just want the money. They want the fame. They want... Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them are like that now. They just want what comes with it now. Like, that are worth yeah, more yeah. than their, their salary a lot of the time that the top players exactly. get anyway. And uh, it's, 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 it's horrible to see and horrible to think that that kind of mentality can be present in a game that people pay massive amounts of money to go and watch and support their club from their childhood. Or yeah. it's, it, it's horrible. I don't, I don't like it at all. But even to, even touching back on you saying they're playing when you're younger and all that, like I know you would have been the same. But like, if you lost a game that you were playing in your schoolboy football or whatever league, you'd be fuming. Like, yeah, bad humor for would, a day be, anyway. Yeah, you'd be pissed off for the rest of the day or whatever. Yeah. These fellas don't care when they lose. You know, they're they, like, they should fancy care. Car, they go they to their don't. Fancy house and chill out yeah. for the evening with whatever the fuck they yeah, want to do. They're happy they out. Like, yeah, so. Exactly. So, yeah. but look, before you like, get I know too that's, upset, I'm going on about. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say. That that is me getting upset about United in particular. Yeah. But it's also not just United. There's no, a lot of it's the state of the game that in, a, in a lot of other yeah. players. Like, yeah, but yeah, we uh, shall move on. Yeah, because I actually started off quite composed there, and even shocked you that I didn't go on a rant, <laughs> yeah. and then I ended up going on one. You had more of a rant <laughs> in your last sixty second summary to a point, yeah. and then it took off. But speaking of 60 second yeah. summaries, I'll crack on with my last one, I suppose. Yeah, go for it. You, who have you got? Newcastle and Villa. Oh, uh, yes, very good. Whenever you're ready. Right. Villa, who haven't lost a game in all competitions since January 2nd, took on big benders Newcastle, who were desperate to put some daylight between themselves and the relegation zone. Newcastle started the better of the two sides, which wasn't saying very much, as neither team really made many chances in front of goal until a Kieran Trippier free kick just after the half-hour mark, lit the game up with a pile driver through the wall, beating Martinez after smashing into and, and smashing into the net. A slight deflection helped, but Trippier's goal on the score sheet. That light went out pretty quickly, though, as the game settled into a poor enough slog between both teams. Efforts from distance by Maddy Cash and St. Maximam both ended up wide of the mark in the second half. But a disallowed Ollie Watkins' goal was marginal at best, was the last spectacle of the game as Newcastle hung on to take home the three points and increase their own win streak to three games in the Premier League. Not much to write home about. Coutinho very quiet and Newcastle with the 1-0 win. Nice. Not bad there. Um, yeah, I, I was freaking filling a little bit at the end. I was finished. Yeah, was, you, you oh, could see you were filling and then, yeah. <laughs> but then you actually went a bit over with, ah. because you were... But um, but yeah, sometimes that's what happens when you're reading off Google. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen a paper Google before, now, have you? <laughs> but yeah, um, great win for Newcastle, as you said, three in yeah. a row. That's a lot. Of, uh, very few teams in the in the down that end of the table w- would win three in a row. Would yeah. win two in a row, never mind three in a row. So that's massive for them, and yeah. things looking good for them actually. Now, all the money in the world is possibly helping. They're out of the relegation zone. Look, like we said, 
until teams catch up on games played, we're not really going to see a true showing of what's going on in the league. But yeah. at the minute, and as you've said before, points on the board, they're out of the relegation zone. Exactly. So keep an eye on them. But I, I think, as I've said the last few weeks, and well, even in my prediction, I think they'll um, think they'll just avoid it. And I know you mentioned the money. They didn't go sp- splashing mad cash um, in January. I know they bought a they few. 50 million quid on Grimaris. Oh, yeah, they bought a few. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Would that would have that. been their entire yeah, squad yeah. six yeah, months okay. ago. I didn't realise that. Fair <laughs> enough. That benefited you there in your Rob's room or roundup. You know these things. There you but go. But yeah, I didn't uh, actually realise they spent that much for him. So yeah, so they did. Yeah, they did. They spent, some they spent obviously close to a hundred million. All right, for a rel- for a team in the relegation zone and Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. They, they splashed the cash there. Four or yeah. five signings. I'll, I'll, I'll take did, that yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on from there. Swiftly <laughs> anyway. moving on. Everton leads. How do we get yeah. on? <laughs> Another relegation uh, battle. Everton, of course, lost to Newcastle during the week. A bad loss, 3-1, mm. so they needed to respond, which they did. 3-0 win against Leeds. And they did, yeah. And Seamus, our own Seamus Coleman on the score sheet after 10 minutes. Yeah, his first game, his first goal in three years. Yeah. Well, fair play to him. Typical and Leeds look, game that was. They're just oh. so open. like. But then, like, it's 3-0, but it... On the score sheet, but it wasn't a 3-0 game. Rodrigo hit the post on the crossbar. Yeah, with two they, absolute beauties. Like, they'd have been... Oh, from from distance as well. Yeah, like they weren't, would have been two oh. two goals of the season in the in the one game, like, by the by yeah. the one player. They were so unlucky to, to not, at least for one of them, not to go in. Yeah, with, but, they, they called the NFL, since the Super Bowl was last night, the game of inches, and Jesus, Rodrigo. Yeah. Those <laughs> inches were killing him. Yeah, no, it was, it was, but that's the problem with Leeds because they're so open. They might not get if they don't score, or they don't take their chances. They, they'll definitely concede a few. Yeah. So their 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 motto is, you know, you score three, we'll score four. But if they don't score them few goals, they they'll to, they'll concede to yeah. enough to lose the games. Like, so you're, you're seeing a little bit of Lampard's hand on the on the steering wheel with everything. I think there they they were much better structurally. They kind of knew what they were doing, and even with the second goal, Keane rose between two defenders with a third jumping in front of him, and was still yeah. the only one to get the head on it. He's still like, the only one there. Yeah, it was uh, bad defending. Um, it was game over really after getting conceding the two goals early in the twenty-five um, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of killed it. Um, it's devastating though because like Leeds are such a good team to watch, and what was it? They went from a cracking, I think it was three two against West Ham, to losing the following yeah. week, and then and then losing here again. Like they're they're just so up and down. I'd love them to stay up, but they're just so up and down. You just don't know what you're going to get with them. That's the thing. They have a couple, like a lot of teams, they have a couple of tough games coming up. They do play United and Liverpool, and they play United so next week. Actually, the tough game is Liverpool, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just think <laughs> the thing with United though is like like the same with the first game of the season when they played Leeds like Leeds style of play just really suits United um, and I Liverpool obviously yeah like Liverpool can open them up like so yeah. they'll be the tough games but like we were saying about Norwich and City they'll, they'll be writing them off anyway and if they get in from it it's a, it's a bonus but they do have to play Norwich and, and Watford so kind of be looking to get they can beat them. It should be enough. Like, 
you just you'd, you'd hope they put in a, I don't know how long there is between those um now and those fixtures but you'd hope they put enough distance between them that it's not a relegation six pointer it's just them putting like I said against about Newcastle putting a gap, bit of daylight yeah. yeah I'll tell you one thing which actually shows how bad Everton were or had will have been uh, under Benitez say but Everton have obviously beaten Leeds there three 0 they're still one point behind Leeds Jesus yeah. So like that, that shows how bad they were, but you, you'd fancy them though to, to stay up as well. Yeah, look, we, we did our predictions a couple of weeks ago. Again, Watford have to go down. They're they're awful going. For, yeah. Well, look, King and Dennis won't be there if they go down to the championship, I don't think, but they're terrible yeah. at the back. They're just so bad. Um, And then Burnley. And like... You've Newcastle a couple of points out. You've Leeds a couple of points ahead of them. You've Everton in in the middle. It is. It's not just a three four horse race. There's nearly, I'd say, seven or eight teams yeah. that are in danger. Oh, it's great. It's great fun between between like the obviously the title race is there's still a bit of a title race there, but the top four is looking very tasty. There's everyone's dropping points around there. Like I said in the the summary, you you have to include Wolves in it now. Yeah, they, definitely. They're starting to get wins out wherever they were drawn. Yeah. They obviously, they lost to Arsenal during the week, but but then beating Spurs is, is massive. So they're in it. So yeah. there's there's a good what, four or five teams that can get that final fourth spot. And, and like you said, that, there's a that, good five or six teams that can get relegated. So it yeah. is going to be exciting. I, like, I think I saw a stat now. I'm not sure what it was before or after the fixtures this week, but I think it was that United are, I think, 22 points off City on top. And twenty two points off Watford at the bottom. Are you serious? So the definition of mid table, <laughs> <laughs> and in what fourth, fifth, fifth, uh, fifth, yeah. So, but look, we'll I get another another wait and see. I suppose we'll see how all these go, and when we get the games up to being relatively similar, we'll see yeah. what the table looks like. That's it. Yeah, it's definitely definitely going to be some. Um, exciting twists and turns I think big time yeah um, within like the top four and the relegation battles maybe not so much in the title race but you never know but I think um, we'll leave it at that that'll be it then for episode 13 uh, thanks as always for, for listening unlucky for some yeah um, but yeah thanks for listening um, you know the sus now as I said like and share the page five reviews. star reviews also yeah. please uh, some tasty Champions League games midweek and of course, we'll be back next week, uh, same time, same place, same channel. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Just come up with that now. <laughs> yeah, I might actually, you might use that. Um, <laughs> might use that going forward. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, so thanks again anyway. And as we always say, what, what do, do we, we know? know?